Welcome to She Decided to Run Her Way, a podcast created for the aspiring female runner or one in the making who is ready to let go of the pressure to perform, quit chasing someone else's pace, and start embracing her own. My name is Pamela Otero, a certified running coach and personal trainer, and each week I'll be sharing practical running strategies and mindset shifts to help you do just that. So, if you're ready to run your way, then grab your running shoes, lace up, and listen in. Well, hello there. I am super dog excited that you're joining me today. And I'm equally as excited to get to talk with you about why I love the winter months and training during the winter months. I'm going to also be talking with you today about how I shift my training during this time so that it is enjoyable and I enjoy it. And I hope that after listening into this episode that you will take away, um, take with you some of these ideas that I'll be sharing with you and then you will go and try and implement them too. Now, I'm not sure if you fall into this category or not, but many runners I know and lots of clients of mine often find it way more challenging to run and train during the winter months. The temperatures drop, it's colder outside, the mornings are darker because of the time change. And depending upon where you live, the roads and trails just might be covered with snow over the winter months. Not to mention the holiday season is usually in full swing and that can add a bit more stress in our lives, right? Well, if that's you and you really struggle to get up and out the door during the winter months, just know you're not alone. And sometimes runners, both experienced and newer runners, they tend to stop running altogether because of the winter months and because it's such a challenge and they don't look forward to it. Now, I really want to discourage you from stopping altogether. So If you are currently multitasking right now, I want you to come back to me and I want you to hear what I just said. Please, 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 during the winter months, even though it's challenging because it's colder and darker and there might be maybe some snow and ice out on the roads, please don't stop running altogether, okay? Instead, I want you to use this time of year to really focus on realigning your running and intentionally focus on strengthening your weak links instead. Now, you may be listening in right now and you're someone who instead of struggling during this time, you really think that you need to keep pushing forward. You need to move straight into another structured and demanding training schedule. You just got out of one and you just want to keep moving forward and you want to jump right into another one. And sometimes, you know, there are runners, there are clients of mine that think that they should and need to train year round at that same intensity with all of those same goals in mind. And actually, I think that's a big mistake. And if you are a loyal listener, you probably already listened to a previous episode I did titled Aligning Your Internal Running Season with Your Training Plan. It was episode seven. And in that episode, I talked about how the demands of work and family 
will influence where your energy needs to be directed and what you're capable of managing during those times when the demands of life are high and your energy may be low. And even though that specific episode, episode seven, was explaining the differences between internal running seasons, which is how I coach and how I set up my training schedules, and the four seasons of the year that we're most familiar with, like summer, fall, winter, and spring, I do think that that episode will shed some light on what I'm talking with you about today. So maybe go back and take a listen again, or go back and listen if you haven't already. But again, a lot of times people think that they should just be training year round at the same intensity, um, with the same goals, with the same structure. And I really want to discourage that. I don't want you to stop running altogether, but I do feel like the winter months um, tend to be um, harder to continue training through. And like I said, with the stress of the holidays, um, sometimes I like to use that time of year as an opportunity to step back and an opportunity to adjust how I train. Um, But, you know, during the winter months when our kids are out of school, for those of you that have kids, they're on winter break. Um, We're either traveling to see family and friends or they're traveling to see us. Um, We might have holiday parties we're going to or hosting, all those sorts of things. And when we throw in the cold, the darkness and the snow, you know, running can be a bit more challenging. And because, you know, I am all about finding ways to make things easy or at least easier on ourselves when it comes to our running and training, I do think it's hugely beneficial to spend a little time thinking about creating ways with our running, with our training in our life to realign or readjust our running goals to focus more on strengthening our weak links. So setting new goals, um, being strengthening our weak links instead of maybe a timed goal or a particular distance and giving ourselves a break during this time to really recharge just a bit. Now, I'm not not necessarily saying you should, like I said, cut out your running altogether because it's so much harder to start up again and I don't want you to struggle there. Um, If you've been there before you started, you might be listening in right now and you used to be a runner and you're trying to get back into it. It's always harder to get started again. So during the winter months, um, I really don't want you to stop running. I really just want you to take a step back and um, not necessarily let your running or have your running be um, the main focus of your training. Um, I do feel that it's important to maintain some level of base mileage or base time. You may run based on um, time and not mileage. So during these months, backing off a bit from your running, keeping some level of base mileage and making room for some other types of activities that I'll be talking about here in a bit, I think it's really going to help you to be way more eager and excited to get back into your running when your kids go back to school, when the holidays have passed, and when the temperatures have started to rise again. And so if you're listening in right now, you you may be listening and you absolutely love to follow a structured, a structured training schedule during these winter months, 
during the colder months, you know, it doesn't bother you so much. And you've already mapped out some great races that you'll be running over the winter, then by all means, go for it and enjoy it. But like I said at the beginning of this episode and, and just said earlier, if you find it challenging each and every year when the winter rolls around, you just might want to consider taking a different approach and you might want to just take a step back um, with your running just a bit. And the approach that I'm going to suggest today is that you keep moving and you stay active, but you do some other types of activities that I'll be talking about that will, in my opinion, serve you better in the long run and for the long run, um, because I really hope you're in this for the long run. Now, for me personally, when it comes to my running and my training, I, like I said, I love running the trails specifically in the winter. Um, I do back off on my running during the winter. Um, I actually back off at other points or you know, times of year based off of what my internal running season is. Um, but I usually during the winter months, I only run a couple times a week. Usually it's a long run on the weekend and then like a midweek maintenance run during the week. I don't sign up for any winter races during this time. Um, I really just love to get out on the trails, um, continue my trail running, doing a little bit of road running. And when it snows, I love getting on the trails even more. And I grab my snow tracks, I grab my beanie, I get that on and um, I get out and I get on the trails and just enjoy running um, in the snow and listening to kind of my feet um, hit the snow and that that crunch and it's just super refreshing and I just love it. Now, if you are not familiar with what snow tracks are, they are these super simple rubber grips that slip over my trail shoes. Um, they kind of wrap from the toe box um, down the bottom, the outer sole of your trail shoe, and then they wrap around and snug up on the heel. And they have these small rubber spikes on the bottom. They're not metal spikes, they're rubber, um, but they give me a little bit more traction when I'm running on the trails, specifically with a little bit of snow. Now, I don't use my snow tracks um, if there is greater than six inches of snow on the trail. At that point, and we'll talk about that here in a bit, I break out some snowshoes and I do some snowshoeing. But the snow tracks, there's lots of other brands online. Um, they're really meant to help you get some additional traction so that you don't slip. And I purchased mine years ago at Costco. They were literally less than 15 bucks. So you don't have to spend a lot of money. Um, these snow tracks, T-R-A-X. Um, are really, really affordable. And I think that they're a super handy piece of running gear that I would highly recommend um, you snag if you, know, you plan to run during the winter months, which I hope that you choose to, but they'll help keep you safe um, on areas of ice and snow when you're running. Now with my snow tracks, I've never used them to run on the road. I don't um, run on the roads when there's snow or ice. But I do wear them when I'm walking my dog on the road during the winter because I do feel more secure and I just want to make sure I don't slip and fall. So, you know, maybe look into uh, Googling snow tracks, T-R-A-X, or look into, you know, some of the other brands out there. But, you know, I like to 
there's certain things I like to spend my money on when it comes to running gear. And then there's other things that I'm cool with not spending so much money on them. And these were just 15 bucks or less, like I said. So earlier I mentioned that I like to use this time of year, the winter months to really focus on strengthening weak links. And um, I actually highly encourage you focus on strengthening weak links year round. But if you're not familiar with what that means, um, basically weak links are either pre-existing injuries that you've had that tend to creep up again and again when um, when you're running due to either muscle imbalances or under activation of certain muscle groups, or they're just areas in your body um, that these injuries may have made weak. Unfortunately, you know, pre-existing injuries can become weak links if they aren't properly um, taken care of, or you didn't necessarily let them heal properly. You rushed, rushed the process a bit, but um, pre-existing injuries can become these weak links that I'm talking about. Um, but also weak links can be areas within your body that you've pretty much always dealt with most of your life. They're not an injury that you had. They're not something that came up just because of running, but maybe they're just something growing up you've always dealt with. Like with me, for example, I've always had weak ankles and it's usually my right ankle um, but for some reason, I am prone to rolling my ankles often. And it usually doesn't happen when I'm doing road running. Um, sometimes it happens when I'm running on the trails or um, if I'm wearing shoes, other types of shoes during you know different times of day that have any sort of raised heel on them. So I don't tend to wear, I don't wear high heels. Um, I wear dance goes. I'm all about comfort. Um, my kids make fun of me because... I'm about comfort. I'm not about fashion. And I really invest in really good um, shoes and I really take care of my feet. But even though I do that, I still am prone to rolling my ankles. So for me, that would be my weak link. And so even though throughout the year, I do a lot of balance and stabilization exercises, as well as stretching to increase, you know, my range of motion at my ankles and help um, strengthen my ankles um, during the winter months. That's when I think even more, and I'm more intentional about giving um, my ankles some extra time and attention and um, strengthening and stretching those areas. So for you, you know, it may not be your ankles. It may be um, a lower back. You may have had um, a back injury. You may have. Um, you know, piriformis issues that, that creep up. You might be someone that tends to deal with plantar fasciitis. Those mo might be your weak, weak links. And so something that I think um, might be helpful is for you to grab a pen and paper for just a few minutes and really think back to any accidents you've had or injuries you've experienced or areas in your body that tend to get stressed or inflamed more than other areas not necessarily when you're running and when you're increasing your mileage, but, you know, all the time. But also, you know, think of those areas that do tend to um, get stressed and inflamed when you start to run more and more and write them down. And then, you know, those would be a good starting point um, to focus on. Those would be your weak links that you're going to want to use these winter months 
when you're stepping back on your running and stepping up, you know, other types of activities, you want to focus on tending to those areas, um, you know, with the use of stretching and strength training. Now, you know, I like to use um, year-round strength training, core conditioning, um, cross-training like swimming, rowing, cycling, along with stretching like I mentioned. But it's really important to intentionally work during these colder winter months on those areas, on those weak links, using these sorts of activities since you're backing off on your running. And then down the line, once you either start a new a new training schedule, if you're somebody that's new and you haven't yet jumped into running yet, this is really important before you get started is to really make sure that you've given your weak links some attention and you've built them up and you've gotten them stronger. Um, but if you are someone that is stepping back, but you want to move into a more structured and demanding running, st- running schedule, um, you know, and after the winter season, after hol- after the holidays pass, you'll have then strengthened, strengthened those areas and you'll be stronger and more injury resistant down the line. And especially when you add more running back to your weekly training regimen and you add more mileage or more time. Okay. I personally, over the winter months, um, like I mentioned, um, I get out on the trails and I run with my snow tracks If there's a lot of snow, I love snowshoeing. I do strength training, core conditioning, um, indoor cycling, and yoga um, more often during this time of year or during the winter months, the colder months, um, because I am running less. And those are the activities that I personally enjoy doing most. Um, I do enjoy swimming, but with my schedule right now, it's not the most efficient use of my time just because swimming... I really can only do laps for about 20 minutes with taking breaks. Um, And it's just for me, you know, getting prepared to go swimming and the preparation or after I swim, all the things that are involved with showering and getting ready and all that. It's just right now, not an efficient use of my time, but I hope that I will be able to get back to swimming because it is something that I enjoy doing. But um, like I said, snowshoeing is something I enjoy doing over the winter months, and it's become one of my all-time favorite winter activities to do. Um, and I'm really excited because some of my previous clients, who are also dear friends of mine, we are actually—I'm um, super excited—we're actually planning a snowshoeing and spa trip um, coming up in late January. And I want to give a shout out, Sarah, if you're listening. Um, thanks so much for being kind enough to organize and plan this trip for all of us, but. We have about nine women so far. We're all runners, and we are going to drive from Albuquerque, New Mexico, which is where I live. We're going to drive to Red River, and then we're going to snowshoe um, to a yurt that's out in the forest, and we're going to stay the night there. And we have a guy that we've paid a little bit of extra money to pull our gear um, to the yurt for us. He's either going to use a snowmobile or a a four-wheeler with tracks. And he's going to haul our gear to the yurt for us so we don't have to um, carry it on our back. And then we're going to spend the night. We'll snowshoe out the next morning. And then um, we're going to drive over to Santa Fe for a night where we'll treat ourselves to a massage and maybe a facial and a delicious dinner 
um, before driving back the next day to Albuquerque. And um, I'll probably have a cocktail or two, um, but we're going to really kind of finish off um, our three-day adventure um, with, you know, a massage and a facial and just a little bit more relaxation before we have to head back to Albuquerque. So I really like to think um, of ways to make the colder months fun and to make my running fun. So maybe you might want to, you know, take an idea like that and create some fun out of the colder months or the time of year when you struggle most with your running. You know, look at it as an adventure, add in some other really cool ideas or cool ways of moving your body. And hey, maybe you'll consider trying your hand at snowshoeing if you've never done it before. Um, Lots of places where there is snow, they rent snowshoes and If you don't want to buy them, you can rent them. And it's basically hiking in the snow. So um, it's a great way to reduce impact on your joints while still building um, strength, muscular strength, and building cardiovascular fitness within your body. So not to mention it's it's a great way to give yourself a mental break from being in the city, um, which that alone is a great way to simply recharge while still staying active. So you get away from the city and you get out into the mountains, get on a trail, and it's just a lot more peaceful and quiet and refreshing. So um, some other ideas of ways you can focus on strengthening your weaklings, um, like I mentioned earlier, is by adding in yoga and indoor cycling. Now, both of these are activities, like I said, that I personally incorporate with my running year round. But again, being more intentional during this time, during the winter months, and plugging in these sorts of workouts into your weekly training, um, since you will hopefully be pulling back on your running and creating space for that, it's really going to help build up and strengthen, again, those areas that um, may be weaker. So if you are interested in learning the benefits of both cycling and yoga, specifically yin and restorative yoga are the types that I recommend for runners and that I do, um, it would be great if you would go take a listen after we wrap up here with this episode today and listen to episode 18. Um, I, didn't, I did that episode. It's all about the benefits of yin and restorative yoga for runners. And then episode 23 Um, I did that on the benefits of cycling for runners, both indoor and outdoor cycling. So these are two forms of activities that can really help you become a stronger, more injury resistant runner during the winter months, as well as year round. So I really want to encourage you, um, if you are someone who is already a runner, and you find the winter months more challenging, or you're listening in right now, and you're new to running and you want to get started now, but you don't want to wait for the winter months to pass, then consider shifting your energy, shifting your perspective, and shifting the way in which you approach the colder months. Um, have a different kind of outlet. outlet um, outlook, that's what I'm trying to say. A different outlook on how you approach um, the colder months and use them strategically. And heck, if you're listening in right now and you live in a part of the world where you experience the cold, dark, and snow more often than some of us, please, please still consider taking time to realign, recharge, and focus intentionally on those weak links and back off on your running just a bit. 
you know, so that you can add in more of these sorts of workouts and um, you don't have to add it on top of what you're already doing with a demanding running schedule. And I promise you, your body will thank you, your mind will thank you, and your running will absolutely thank you. And again, you'll be ready to jump back into your next training schedule or your first training schedule, excited and mentally um, prepared and have more energy, you know, mentally to jump into it or take on maybe a more structured and demanding schedule um, after the winter months pass. So I hope that um, you will take my advice and I hope that you will implement one or all of these ideas. And until next week, my friend, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for spending some time with me. But now I would love it if you would go grab your running shoes lace up and go enjoy the outdoors. 